Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to give a big shout-out to all of the sponsors associated with the show. Derm, dude, hit them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs. Gridiron Coffee, Two Pilots Distillery, Nobles Networking, Straight Haggard Thread Company, Williams Tire, uh, our management company, Red Circle. Thank you for putting us and changing our pocket with the corporate sponsors. Still weird to hear some of those businesses associated with the show. Uh, this show to me today, I'm just going to tell you off. You hear me drooling the whole time. It's not y'all's fault. It's mine. Uh, I am lucky enough to have just a full-blown fucking smoke show that I'm going to do my best to keep professional with today. Miss Michelle Elise, did I say it right? Because I feel like I messed it up. Nope, you're good. My goodness gracious, woman. Uh, you are one of the few women that I follow on social media. And every time that you post a video or post a picture, I'm not lying to you. I'm creeping, bro. I am <laughs> creeping hard. If I didn't have this rule that I don't date women out of state or bother women out of state, oh, God, I'd be blowing up your inbox. Oh, man. <laughs> but but after seeing the video you posted promoting you being on here last night, not only do I know that I have no chance in hell, but <laughs> there's enough men chasing you that is stupid. I've never seen like a, a thread like that before. The thirstiness was real. It's intense. Oh, my God. For those who don't know you, by the way, and I'm sure most everybody listening to this already does, but for those few who don't, give them your TikTok handle. And if, I don't know if you put your Instagram handle or anything like that out there, but if you do, put it out there so they can go see what I'm talking about. Sure, absolutely. Uh, TikTok handle is at Michelle Elise 27 and Instagram is at Michelle Elise 527. Oh my goodness. How long have you been doing this TikTok stuff? Cause you've got like what, 800 something thousand followers. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I started TikTok. Um, I think I joined in like October, November of 2019, but I didn't make my first video until December of 2019. Oh, you are a creeper. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know what TikTok was when I joined. Yeah. I hated it. Uh, I've made the joke time and time again on the show. I said I would never do anything that my my daughter at the time, who was like nine years old, who she knew understood how to do this shit, and I didn't. I was like, there's no way. But then I realized it's great for business and other stuff, so I was like, hell with it. Let's roll with it. Yeah, and it's a great outlet. It's a ton of fun. So, Well, it, depending on what you use it for, it's, it can be therapy. It can just be fun. It can be so many things. There's too many people that take it serious, and I hate those people. But uh, the people who have fun with it, like you do, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm just about the positivity and having a good time. I mean, it's a bonus that it's helped my business, my career and things like that. So um, it's been beneficial, but mostly it's just for fun. And I like making people smile. Uh, I'm sure you make them more than smile. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's been a couple. <laughs> Look, you're one of those women. And by the way, for any of y'all like get creeper vibes on this, I've already creeped her out. I'm sure on our <laughs> phone call last night, so I can say what I want to now. Uh, but you're one of those women when you look at, you're like, this is the most sweet, innocent person I've ever came across in my life. This she's never done anything naughty. And then, and that's what I thought about you. And then one day I saw a video of you in black leggings. <laughs> with, like, with like a fishnet top tucked into it. And I was like, I don't know where this bitch lives. I'm going to go find her. 
And you know what the funny thing about that video is? So that video completely blew up. That was my Halloween costume. And my nine-year-old picked out that costume for me. Well, well, tell your nine-year-old. I know it's a little late for Christmas, (laughs) but I will buy them a present. He has really good taste. Like he, I (laughs) I wanted to be like a, like Catwoman or something. And I first came out in like workout leggings and he's like, what else you got? So I was like, okay. So I bring out like the leather leggings and they were super warm because they were fleece lined and we were going to go trick or treating. And, uh, he's like those and what else do you have? And so I showed him all, all my options and I brought out like the fishnet thing. And like, I had either a face mask or ears and he's like those. And then my youngest was like, what can you put on your arms? You need to be warmer. So I pulled out like these black leather kind of like glove type things. And my six-year-old was like those. So not all have good taste, I guess. Yeah. If you want to go with that, I think your kids have a leather fetish already at a young age, but whatever. Uh, no, not all heroes wear capes and your kids were heroes <laughs> that day. Holy shit. My child, my daughter is super jealous of me. She's so jealous of me when it comes to women. She gets mad about it. Um, oh, okay. Oh yeah. She's protective of her daddy. She don't like that shit at all. She would have made me wear the thickest, just most uncomfortable outfit ever. When we go places, <laughs> she's like, uh, uh-uh, dad, you got to put something else on. And I don't even think like, it's not like when you look at me, you're like, oh, this guy's just, you know, hot. Yeah, I'm hot physically because I'm fucking burning up because I got too much <laughs> goddamn clothes on. But besides that, it's not you see me and you're like, oh, okay, that's Riley Green. You know, I don't, I don't give off those vibes. I've got to make you laugh to get laid. Uh, that, I, I know what I'm good at. You have to have like a beard fetish, like tattoos, dad bods, which all these women on TikTok say they do, and then they fucking don't. No, no, y'all don't, you liars. Yes. My my second husband was six foot three, like 350 pounds, covered in tattoos, long ass beard, piercings, everything. So you're telling me first- that so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but my first husband I met in high school, and he looked like in high school, he kind of looked like an Abercrombie model. So I don't really have a type. Yeah, I can see that. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm five foot six and a half. Okay, you're way taller than I thought you were. A lot of people think I'm short because I, I'm always standing on furniture. Yeah, I thought you were like five foot tall. <laughs> no, I'm tall. I feel like or average. Yeah, I don't know what tall for a woman is. I, I don't. I, I'm five ten, uh, and if my back's not hurting, maybe an extra inch. <laughs> but usually my back's hurting. Uh, no, I really thought you were like. Even maybe shorter. There was like a couple of videos, like she's 4'11". Uh, no she's way. The, yeah, she's the perfect size. Like she's just this tiny little bean. Like she's cool as fuck. Um, but besides for me just like Googling you, or I think that's the word. I don't fucking know if that's a word or not. I don't care. It's Sunday. <laughs> this is the Sunday show. People know I drink and talk shit on it, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> when you got into TikTok and it started blowing up for you, that's that's not really how you set out. I guess that probably wasn't your goal when you started it. What uh, you know, how, how did your life change or did it? Um, well, I joined with a couple of my other mom friends. We just thought it would be fun and started making videos and it was another creative outlet for me. Um, and at the time <clears throat> I was newly married to my second husband and he hated TikTok. Really hated it, hated it. And 
he wouldn't go on social media. So people only knew him as Mr. Hockey. Like his name was never on there. Nothing. And was he a hockey player? Yes. Okay. And, um, not like a pro hockey player. Okay. Well, that's like, what I meant. Like, well, that... like a six night a week hockey player and a coach. Um, okay. But so social media just kind of like started to blow up and he hated it. And we were going through some other stuff and we ended up getting divorced like really early on while I was on TikTok. And so TikTok saw my marriage end. They saw all the raw emotion of it. Um, they saw me go through that divorce, come out of the divorce date, like cry all the time on TikTok. Like they've seen it all. My followers have seen all of it and it's helped me just like as a therapy outlet, it gives me something to do, especially after my divorce, um, at night after my kids went to bed, like it's, it's fucking lonely. And so if I can live stream and talk to a bunch of people, I mean, I can't go out. My kids are sleeping. So it was really fun. And um, it ended up not only helping me emotionally, but then during the pandemic and everything, I own a design company and I own a retail store and it helped my business because people started ordering stuff online. I shipped all over the world during the pandemic when I couldn't even be open. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. People that use it for the right reasons, I'm all down for. I even have got, and I would never have thought that I would like doing the live streams. I I used to wouldn't have. There's no way. And now, but I've had to limit myself. I do it about once a week now. I I get too tied up in it. I've had some friends that are on it all day, every day. And if it works for them, by all means, fucking do it all day, every day. But you kind of forget to live. Like you kind of forget there's life outside of it. And I, I got too tied up in it. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't, not that these people aren't my friends and I like them that follow me. I do, but I got fucking real friends that want to go play golf and they got yeah. different lives and they don't want every minute of their life on social media. They're different to me. So, you yeah. know, it's cool. Uh, when you said uh, they saw you break up and cry and all this stuff, that's one thing I will not put. I put my daughter all over my shit. But I will not put, like, if I'm talking to you or if we're seeing each other or anything. That is, if I have to share so much of my life with social media because it's my job, I'm keeping my love life private. Oh, I don't keep, I don't post, like, necessarily who I'm dating or who these people are. Uh, Yeah, I'm not big into that, like. I don't like that shit Republic, TikTok, relationship, couple-y videos and stuff like that. Like, I dated one person off TikTok and that was enough. And even that wasn't really splattered all over TikTok. I just kind of kept that whatever, but it's not, I, I have my content. If they're on social media, they have their content. Um, they'll, I won't disclose like the people they'll see my ups and downs. They'll see me happy. They'll see me cry. Most of my followers can tell if I'm talking to someone or happy versus when my heart's broken. And that's enough. I feel like I just try to always look like a whore. That is, that's, that's my goal. Since I'm not dating anybody, I always just want to, in some way possible, seem available. If somebody, somebody wants to change that, they're more than welcome to shoot their shot. You know, I'm not saying it works. not saying it don't. I've got myself into a couple of dicey situations that I shouldn't have, (laughs) but, uh, fuck it. That's just, I just believe now I've got some real good friends that have blew up because of their relationships on 
TikTok. But there's so much more than that. And then people get too invested in you as a couple, and then they don't know how to fucking stay out of your business. Like, I hate that. If, if somebody got in my business on my relationship and I don't know you on a, like a real life level, oh, I'd cuss you out and lose all my, and lose anybody listens to the show. I would sound oh, yeah. like such a dickhead. <laughs> I think that's the hard part though, too, is like when you do date and you're a social media personality or something of that sort, like people feel just because you share so much of your life doesn't mean you're that they're entitled to see every part of your life. And people yeah. don't realize that they're like, well, you share everything else. And you're like, yeah, but I want to have some things that are private. Like I want to have a life outside of this. Like I will share up to a certain point, but then sometimes behind closed doors, I just want to live like, well, well, people get too confused. They think because they watch you or whoever all the time on social media, they almost think it's a TV show. And when you're watching a TV show, they want to know every little secret. They, the, watching a movie or watching a show has spoiled people to where they know every bit of conflict, every bit of everything that happens behind the scenes because it's part of the entertainment. This is real life. This isn't any of that bullshit. And some folks just cannot get their mind through that. Right. We're just real people. Like we're not characters on a TV show. We're just everyday people who just happen to like hit it on social media. And it's, yeah. you know, we're just regular people. Like, well, you are, you, you are, <laughs> you are. a regular person. I'm yeah. a mom that walks my kids to school yeah. in the morning and that runs a business and does all the everyday stuff. Like, and that's why I like you. Uh, when I talked to you last night, it was one of the things I took away from our conversation. Uh, I've unfortunately and fortunately got to meet some awesome people, awesome people with all this shit in the past couple of years with radio and this. And you just find out who thinks that they're bigger than they are or they think that there's something special when they're not. One thing that got told to me a long time ago was people who make the best kings in this world are the ones who don't want to be kings in the first place. And it's people who don't want to, they don't necessarily want the position that they're in, but they take pride in the position that they're in. People that want to be fucking a king, usually the worst people ever. Have you, have you been to any of these, uh, like TikTok meetups or anything? I have, I went to Vegas and I went to Nashville. Okay. I was in Nash. I was at the Nashville one too. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I fucking hated it. I will never, ever do one again. If I do, it's going to be, I pick my friends. Uh, Cause I, last year we went on two road trips with people with TikTok, but I picked the people that I wanted to go with me, me and Kate Stinson and Kylie Strickland um, and some more people. We did a, a fucking huge ass road trip. And um, we also went to the beach together. Um, and now on that is what I'm doing. Like I'm picking people that I've got to meet through the show to where I can take the equipment, record some live shows with these people, everybody do their own thing. And you just get to experience life without fucking assholes. Nashville. And the only reason I went was because like people associated with the show told me it was a good idea to go and network. Apparently the people that helped pay for the show to happen don't realize what a fucking asshole I am. And <laughs> I don't like entitled ass people. Like, just because you have a following on a social media app, it does not make you more important than the person, the waiter that you're waiting on or the musician on stage. I hate that shit. And that's, you know, you don't seem like an entitled prick. Most of the people that I met there was entitled pricks. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm like I said, I don't even know why people follow me. I'm just a regular person. Oh, I've got a good idea. <laughs> but I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I was an ugly duckling growing up, so that's all I see. And so I was the I was the super nerd that was overweight. I had huge glasses. I had braces. I had bangs. I was a total tomboy. I was made fun of. I played sports, but I was picked on Have you- mostly for my weight. And so like, I still see that. So I don't see what people see. I'm like, I'm just me. Uh, I hate you right now. I just want you to know this. And I mean <laughs> this in the nicest way possible. Me and my buddies, we do a lot of shit talk shows on here. And we're always just talking trash. And one of the things that when you are, you know, grown-ass men drinking around the table that you always talk about is, you know, somehow it ends up getting on sex. And we don't get very vulgar. We're not vulgar. We just, you know, we say certain things, but we keep the real nasty shit off air because we don't want anybody, you know, getting super mad at us. Or I would, me being single, I would like to get laid again in my life. Um, (laughs) But I have a theory about the nerds in high school, and I've said it a million times. I hate you even more now because I know if I had to make a bet on what a bad bitch you are behind closed doors because you were <laughs> a nerd in high school and you wore glasses and you had bangs and you was a little bit overweight or whatever you were, I will guarantee you I know why you've had two wedding rings now. <laughs> I'm just telling there's there's something about women. Like I love the nerds from high school. Kids, if you're listening and you shouldn't be because you should be 18 listening to me, guys do not sleep on the nerdy girls in high school sleep with them there you go i met my first husband my sophomore year of high school yep telling you that's what happens the nerds are the best (laughs) but i'm also saying that because i'm a big nerdy ginger though like i I want some women to be like maybe it translates to men it doesn't we're more boring (laughs) uh so you you must have gotten married young though I did. I got married. We started dating when I was 15. We got married as soon as I turned 22, like three days after I turned 22 because we waited until I graduated college. Don't ever get married, young people. No, I I don't recommend it. I got married at 22, got divorced at 27, but I got two amazing kids out of that marriage and we were together for, you know, that's all that matters. As long as, long, time, so. as long as you, as long as you got something great from it, that's all that matters. Yeah, they're incredible. You know, the, the bad moments in our life or the struggles or trials that we go through, they make us who we are. You know, you can't ever. I've had some bad shit happen to me, just like everybody else. But I'm a firm believer in you've got to go down those bad roads. If you don't, then it, you're really just going to be a boring ass person when you get older, and you're not going to learn lessons. You fortunately enough before you were 30, got to learn lessons that people that don't get to learn until they're in their fifties or whatever, you got some valuable life lessons that probably make you a better person now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I got married, I thought it was going to be like the high school sweetheart fairy tale kind of thing. And some mental health things came into play after, while I was pregnant with my second kid, um, not on my part, but on his and, it was a shit show and I stuck it out as long as I humanly possibly could um, and fought for it as hard as I could. And it just got to the point where it was the marriage or me being with my kids and 
being together. So obviously I'm going to pick my kids. And so I left and that was the scariest thing I think I ever did was getting up the nerve to leave because like my family is super conservative. Like nobody gets divorced. Nobody leaves a marriage. You just, you keep your mouth shut. You do what you're supposed to do. You work your nine to five, you raise your kids and that's it. And I was the black sheep that was like, this isn't right. I'm going to leave. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to get out and I'm going to figure it out on the way. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Being scared now is okay. I literally just got done talking to a friend on Friday night and they're in that situation. And it's just where a lot of people I've never been married. This always tickles me. My married friends are people that's been in long-term relationships always hit me up for relationship advice. And I'm just literally how the memes and everything go. I'm the friend that always tells you just get drunk and make yourself happy. But <laughs> my, uh, my daughter's mother and me, who I'm still have a very good relationship with today. Uh, we broke up like seven, eight years ago. I moved out. It was the worst and scariest thing I've ever done. Cause I didn't get to live with my daughter anymore. And that, that fucking sucked, but neither one of us were happy. And one of us had to pull the bandaid off and, say this has to be done right now we might be sad right now we might be mad as hell at each other but in a year from now or a couple years from now we're going to be happy for each other that we're both living a less stressful life that we're with the person that isn't driving us fucking crazy and i had to be that person it made me feel bad for a very long time but now she's happy i'm happy and it 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 works but that getting out is a bitch It is. That's, that's the pulling the trigger on that is the hardest thing. Like, I just remember that moment when I finally, like I had zero self-esteem, like none, like bottom of the barrel, none at that point. So I was so scared because it was like, you know, if you leave, nobody's ever going to want you. You're, you're nothing. So when I, I was shaking so bad and I was like, when I finally said that I was going to leave, And he looks at me and goes, I never thought you'd be strong enough to leave. And that moment, like when I was shaking, that moment gave me so much strength to be like, I just made the right decision. Absolutely. But that just, that phrase just gave me a backbone. And well, it was terrifying because I had a one-year-old. Well, he was almost one, like a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I was terrified. Yeah, men tend to say when they're hurt, and we talk about this a good bit, uh, men, don't do that shit. Don't say hurtful shit just because you're hurt. I did it one time in my life, one time when someone broke up with me, and I have never been sadder and more fucked up than I did when I said that because that person never, ever paid me attention again. If I would have took it on the chin and would have acted like an adult and wouldn't have tried to – stooped to what I thought was her level, which it wasn't eh, me and her might've had a different outcome, but it's men are notorious. Now women, y'all will say some fucking y'all will cut just the whole balls off. Sometimes <laughs> y'all will low blow the shit out of a man, but we men usually try to go for that. No one will ever want you again or, or whatever. I didn't go that low. I just was like, I hate you, bitch. Like it was, it was bad, but, uh, 
But no, it, it is scary. But I'm proud of you, and you look happy, and you, you you are a shining example of why, you know, pulling that trigger is a good reason if you've got to that point. You should always try to fix it first. It, you, you should, but once it gets to where it's unfixable, get the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah. I Marriage counseling, church, I tried everything, everything. And once it got to that point, it's like you just can't. And when a cop tells you get out or your kids are gone, you get out. Yeah. Uh, so you make that decision and you, you prioritize obviously, and you make shit happen. And I was fortunate enough to have like a really good family support system. I didn't have any friends cause that was just not, a, not to be a thing. I've never understood that. So I, I, I had family luckily. Yeah, I've never, ever understood why men don't want women to have friends. Because they're quote-unquote bad influences. Yeah, fuck that. I have Every time <laughs> I've dated or been around a woman who didn't have friends, because unfortunately, the women that end up liking me are usually loners. Like, they're usually ones that go by the beat of their own drum, that don't need nobody else. They're very, very independent women. And then, like, you get around them and you date them for a little while or spend time with them, and you realize – she literally has to talk to me about everything because she has no friends. I encourage you. I don't care if they're bad influences. Date or have friends, please, for the love of God. You're getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know why men and women try to separate that. Like, have your friends. I'm cool with it. I don't see any problem in the world with it. I think that's so important in a relationship is like, you have to have your own thing, have your own hobbies, have your own dreams. Like, you can the idea of being in a relationship is that you make each other better. You're not like you have your own things. You're great. You can stand on your own, but then when you come together, it just like magnifies that and you can enhance each other's lives, but you aren't, you aren't each other's lives. Like being I, a, I think a lot of people don't understand that they're like, I'm not whole until I find my person. And I'm like, no, you have to be whole on your own before you can find your person. Otherwise that puts so much pressure on the relationship and the other person because they feel responsible for your happiness. You could not have said it any fucking better. I a hundred percent agree with you. Uh, you're supposed to, when you're with somebody, somebody is supposed to take stress away from you in your life, not add to it. You're supposed to make my life more peaceful. You're not supposed to like make it less peaceful. So two people already having their shit together, you know, it's, it's very beautiful when two people's got their shit completely together and neither one of them need each other, but they want each other. Those usually turn out to be the best fucking relationships. Exactly. It's the, it's the, it's not the need. It's not the necessity. It's not the ones who are like, I need someone to take care of me. I need someone to come to these things with me. Like it's, I want you. And I've finally gotten to that point in my life financially and emotionally where I can be like, I don't need anybody. If I want you, that's a big fucking deal. Like, because I don't need anybody. I'm never going to be with someone out of necessity. It's because you balance me out. I'm super type A ADHD, like Uber driven. I need somebody to chill me the fuck out because I'm, I go a mile a minute. I don't rest. I don't stop. So I need that person that's going to balance me out. And that's going to be like 
my person, but not someone because I need it. Like I clearly function just fine on my own. You might be the female version of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you literally, that's exactly, exactly how I feel. That's why I have a problem dating now. And it's just where I've realized, first of all, don't date until you're at least 30. Or don't marry until you're 30. You don't know who the fuck you are until then. It took me, I'm 34 years old now. Uh, I literally only in the past five or six years figure out what I wanted to do the rest of my life. How do you make a commitment to somebody when you're 22, like you were, and you don't even know what the fuck you're going to do the rest of your life. Like you don't even know who you're going to be. Your brain isn't even fully developed yet. And now I'm just where, you know what, unless you have that same train of thought that you just said, you don't do shit for me. I don't care how good someone looks or, or what they, you know, what their bank account looks like, even though I do like money more than I like looks now. <laughs> um, like I, if you don't have that same train of thought, then there's no sense. Cause this isn't working. I used to run off of just physical contact. Like I used to, if you were a good looking woman and you were wild at the times you were supposed to be wild, uh, you had me whooped. And now it's like, I don't care what you even look like anymore. Just you have to be a full package. You know, uh, somebody I once know told me, they said a life without passion is no life at all. So I can supply everything else in my life, money, trips, take care of my young in the way I'm supposed to, all this other stuff. The only thing I can't supply is passion. So unless you have a complete package and bring that passion to the table, eh, eh, next. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important is like having that spark and that like excitement because I mean, I bust my ass every day running my businesses and things like that. And it's like, when you have that passion and that like excitement, it's, oh, it's adrenaline, like crazy. So that's what I need more than anything. You said, uh, you told me yesterday you're 34 as well, right? I am. How old did you think I was? I thought you were 24, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that made my heart happy when you said that I was like, oh, I it, love made, it made me realize I'm aging like shit is what <laughs> it made me realize. Uh, what, what, uh, I don't do the signs or anything, but when's your birthday? My birthday is May 27th. I'm a Gemini. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I'm yeah. super into that stuff. Astrology oh. crystals. I'm one of those. You're older than me. I cannot believe you're older than me. That's, that's even fucking weirder. <laughs> I look like I could be your stepdad. <laughs> no way. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I have not aged well. I have been very hard the past couple of years on this body. Uh, I, I used to be fat. Like I used to, I'm still chunky, but I used to be fat. I used to be like 330 pounds and uh, I got all the way down to like 210 and I was cut again. Like I grew up playing sports my whole life. It was an extremely good shape. And then all of a sudden I got fappy with my baby mama <laughs> and all I wanted to do is eat and play with kid and, and all that good shit. Next thing you know, fat. 130 pounds came out of nowhere and then I had to get it off. So like right now I hover around 230, but my body has just been, it's been, it's been a toll. It's been a toll took on it. And uh, the fact that you're older than me <laughs> just makes me realize like I got to fucking chill out or I am screwed. I feel like that happens though in any relationship. It's like you get comfortable, you're happy, you start going on dates and you're eating and like just enjoying yourself versus like, oh wait, I got to get to the gym and I got to hustle. Like I definitely 
I just did that stupid, like 10 year challenge thing where you look at a picture of you 10 years ago. And like, when I had my son, I got preeclampsia. I was up to 216 pounds on me. Like that, that was terrifying looking on me. Just I'm I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. I don't think so. I'd have to see the picture. You, you being five, six. Now, if you would have told me that and you were four eleven, like I was thinking you were, I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's probably, you know, probably unhealthy, not bad looking, but unhealthy. And, but you being five, six and that you probably were just like thick Zilla. I was, I was definitely, I was puffy. I was puffy. It looked like, like everything on me was just swollen and uncomfortable, but like, I mean, I, I modeled a little bit in high school and I struggled with like body dysmorphia, seeing like something totally different in the mirror than what other people see. And I still struggle with that. So like right now I'm probably healthy, but I'm like 140 to 145. And, but in my head, I'm like 120 sounds like a great idea. No, not you five, six. Right. But that's what other people say. But to me, in my head, I'm like, I think I look cute like that. And my friends are like, uh, you look like a skeleton when you're that particular weight. And I just don't see it. Like I, I'm one of those people that looks in the mirror and I'm not happy like every day and I just can't unsee it. And so like, when I hear what, like when I look at the picture of when I was pregnant and things like that, like it, I just can't dissociate from that. Body dysmorphia is one of my mental health issues Uh, because like with me, I think I need to be 200 pounds like that in my head. Like that is because I used to have them things, them V's that Mm -hmm. that went from your gut down to your your middle section. And uh, I want them V's again. That's what I keep telling people. Like I want them fucking V's. And they're like, bitch, you were 19, 18 years old. (laughs) You worked out every day. You were in you didn't get to eat what you wanted to like your metabolism isn't fucking close to that no more. You can't, you can't ever be that way. So like now hovering around two thirty, two twenty is where I stay. And people are like, you don't look bad. You don't look fat. And I'm like, no, I look like I'm fixing the, I'm a good year blimp. I see something completely different when I look in the mirror, but I, I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. I, even when I go try on clothes, even like it's so weird until it's probably only been in the past three or four years that I found out what body dysmorphia was. But even now, like I have such, I have such trouble with it because I, I overthink my outfits because I do not want people to be like, damn, that shirt is tight on him. He is fat. He got man titties, like stuff like that. Like, I don't like that. So I overthink everything and all my buddies, they give me shit because like, it takes you longer to get ready than a woman. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to look good. I'm trying to, if I'm going to be fluffy, if I'm going to have dad bod, I'm going to try to look like a hot dad bod. And my buddies, they're all married. I'm like literally the last one of my friends. It's none of everybody else that I call a close friend besides my buddies that live in Nashville. Everyone else is married. So I had to be around these married guys have just given up on life. They're all, <laughs> they all know who they're going home to. Most of them are happy. Some of them, uh, you know, they're whatever, but they are just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to eat eight cheeseburgers today and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink three or four beers. I'm going to go to bed. I'm happy. Me. I can't do that. I'm still trying to find like a a redhead about five, six 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, I told you I was going to give you shit. Uh, but no, like I just, you know, it, body dysmorphia is scary if you don't understand. It's yeah. I've, I've had conversations with so many people about it. And when you connect on that level, it's crazy because like modeling fucked me up in high school. Once I lost the weight, like junior, senior year, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then I'd be working out in the middle of the night. Cause like my big thing was if, if my hands, if I laid my hands on my hips, when I laid down and I couldn't feel my hip bones stick out, I was like, I got to work out. So I'd wake up at like three in the morning and start working out. And one day my mom found me like working out at three in the morning. And she's like, you're quitting modeling. You're like, you're not doing this. If it's driving you to do this because you can't feel your hip bones, like that's messed up. I don't know a man in this world. Unless you're just in the fucking the skeletons. I don't want to grab you by your fucking hips and feel your bones. No, 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 absolutely not. It's a mental thing though. It's I like, know, it's know. a mental fuck every day. I like I, I laid down the other night and I put my hands like just out of instinct. Like I sleep, like I'm in a coffin. I usually sleep with my hands like up by my chest, like I'm dead, but I like out of instinct, I put my hands and I used to sleep with my hands on my hip bones. And I did that the other day and I'm like, I can feel them, but I can't like, they're not protruding. And I was like genuinely upset about that. And I was like, God, that's so fucked up. Like that is messed up because I'm so unhappy with like how I look in the mirror and, and people can tell you till they're blue in the face, like, no, you look good, but in your head, you just don't see it. And I don't know how to fix it. Like I've gone to so much therapy in my life, but that's one thing that I cannot like I've been divorced twice. I have been to yeah. so much therapy. I started therapy in high school. Yeah. I don't believe in yeah. therapy. I, I don't believe no? it. I don't. Uh, and I, I'm a suicide. Obviously survivor. it hasn't worked on me cause I'm a yeah. shit show, but <laughs> <laughs> well, well here, here's my thing is uh, I'm a suicide survivor. I tried to commit suicide in 2010 and uh, I started having to go to counseling after that. And I've, I realized that when you go to these people, the, the fucked up thing about humans is we all have our best self-interest at heart. And there's really nothing wrong with that. Um, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. So if you live by that, and, and like I said, I do, because me and you could both right now have the opportunity to where one of us could make a million dollars a night, but we had to throw the other one under the bus. Okay. Not saying that's going to happen, but if you threw me under the bus for a million dollars, fucking tell me you're throwing me under the bus for a million dollars. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, I really like this person. I think she's a genuinely great person, but I've got a chance to pay for my daughter's college. I got a chance to all this. And all I got to do is throw her under the bus. Fuck her. That's what I would think. <laughs> so when it comes to a therapist, I think they're the same way. I think that they're just like any other pharmaceutical rep or whatever out there. They're not there to fix you. They're there to, create a patient they're there to create you coming in every week and giving them a check the best therapy you can find is to find your triggers know your problems and then research them dive down a rabbit hole i'm one of the few people that i know that battles anxiety and depression that does not medicate i don't believe in medication for that stuff either or taking any kind of pills besides for if y'all listen to the show, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say this. I like Adderall and Adipex. I like things that keep me awake and make me pay attention. Besides that, I don't believe in taking anything. Um, 
you have to fix that shit internally. If you're looking for somebody else to uh, fix your problems, the best thing they can do for you is for them to identify your problems for you. And then you work on them yourself after you figured them out because you have to come to a resolution for yourself. What they're going to tell you is what would work for them. What would work for them is not necessarily going to work for you. Uh, that's why I know to this day, you know, if I get around, uh, I've never been like a drug user either. Like my parents, I grew up in a home with addicts and everything. I might have a slight drinking problem, but uh, I don't I don't like anything that's a hard drug or anything. Like I'll take some gummies and shit, but that's not really a drug. But I like those motherfuckers. Um, awesome. <laughs> I fucking love some gummies. Hey, they're, um, legal. they're legal in my state. So. See, they're, Delta eights so. are legal here, too. It's the same thing. Those aren't shit. I know, but the ones that you probably get, I still get, too. We just called them Delta eights in the package. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Delta eight. Y'all sponsor the show, even though I'll throw the real <laughs> shit in the bag. Um, but no, like I know that if I get around certain things, it's going to trigger me mentally. So the best thing I can do instead of me having a depression episode is instead of me being triggered mentally, stay away from those things. And then I never get down on myself. Like I never have those minutes. People hate traveling with me because one of my biggest triggers is traffic. I hate fucking traffic bumper to bumper. Because I'm not scared of what I'm going to do. I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to, but I'm scared of everything about me. It makes me very anxious, and it makes me almost have a panic attack. So when I travel, I travel very late at night everywhere I go, and I avoid those triggers. So it's the same thing. Therapists, they just want you to keep coming back so you can get a check. They don't want to fix you. In my mind, they don't want to fix you. I'm sure you got some good ones out there that probably do. But for the majority, think about it. They always want, like come back next week. I'll see you next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. Uh, when am I going to have to stop coming? When are we going to fix this shit? <laughs> you know, dive down some rabbit holes. Do some fucking weird research on yourself. If they say you got daddy issues, first of all, ladies, if they say you have daddy issues, my phone number is 478. <laughs> I'm not giving you all my phone number. But if you got daddy issues, you can't hit my Instagram. Um <laughs> I'm a complete piece of shit today. I don't care. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood, but uh, <laughs> it's probably because I'm looking at you. Um, this is all your fault. Uh, but anyway, no, just figure <laughs> if you will dive down in yourself, that is when you get, you get real answers. Absolutely. And I agree with that. Like I've had so many therapists over the years, couples counseling therapists. I've had individual therapists, the best I've ever gotten is reading self-help books. Yep. I read so many books. My bookshelves are full of books and I probably read more than most people think I do. Um, and I think it is, it's like doing that inner work on yourself is what's important. And that's, what's going to get you where you need to be. Um, because I, sometimes I think that when you go to a therapist, people are like, Oh, I'm in therapy. So I'm good now. And you're like, but just because you're in therapy doesn't mean you're actually doing the work. Like there has to be work done outside of that. So you can, you can go to therapy. That's great. But like you said, you need to actually do the work on your own and figure out how you can better yourself, not just like how they think you could be better. So I yeah. completely feel that. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how religious or anything you are, but I know that a lot of people, you know, will understand this. It even says, I believe in the Bible or it's an old fable. It's give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. That's literally with all of your mental health problems or anything else. Once you figure out how to deal with your mental health issues or whatever issues you have in life, you can quit looking for other people to do it. Absolutely. I mean, it is. It's learning, like you said, learning your triggers, learning what you can and can't be around. I mean, after my first divorce, my mom bought me a book. It's called No More Narcissists. <laughs> the amount of times I've had to reread that book and be like, where did I go wrong again? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm just going to read it like weekly, but uh, <laughs> until I get, like it's beaten into my head. But uh, I love that other people are like, you really need this book because clearly you maybe I do have a type. <laughs> I am telling you, a narcissist, a narcissist <laughs> for women. Cause you're so indecisive though. Like I hate narcissists. There's a lot of narcissistic women too, but women are so indecisive. It makes so much sense. They're attracted to narcissists that control everything. Like y'all, right. y'all won't not you, or I don't know. You might uh, fuck. I don't no, know. In the past I have, but now yeah. I'm like the complete opposite. There, there's a lot of women that they don't realize they like being controlled. You know, there's a lot of people. It's easy. Yeah, it's, it's easy. easy. It's, it's easy for them. But then the next thing you know, you've gave up your control to everything. Yeah. And, and it's, you fuck yourself. I mean, you literally put yourself in a, a bad situation. And the narcissist is a piece of shit. There's not a good narcissist on the planet. But they kind of just go along with you. You allow them to treat you that way. And then they think it's normal or they are whatever. They're like, okay, I've got this person now. They'll do whatever the fuck I say. You know, it's fucked up on both ends. Right. It but, is. And until you get out of it though, and actually see it, but you have to be willing to get out. Like no one can tell you because when you're in a nurse, like in a relationship with a narcissist, everyone around you can be like, they're a narcissist. Get out. Like this is bad. And you're like, Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. Like we're good. Everything's great. I love this. And then once you're out, like once you, once you make the decision to leave and you look back, like from an outsider's perspective, you're like, what the fuck did I like, is that what I looked like when I was in that relationship? Like what? And now I'm so independent though. I've like swung so far the other way that I think that intimidates a lot of guys because now I'm so independent that like people, guys come at me all the time that are like, oh, I can take you to travel. I can fly you here. I'll buy you this. I'm like, I can travel. I can fly me there. I can buy me that. Like, I don't need you to do that. And that hurts some guy's ego. And like, I hate to break it to you, but I can, I can do that. Oh, I imagine you've hurt a lot of guys ego. I don't think so. I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I really, <laughs> I really don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just a compliment to you. It's just, uh, I personally like women that can do their own shit, but I know men that get off on taking care of a woman. I don't want to fucking babysit you. I don't want to take care of you. I don't want every time you have a fucking problem, you have to call me for me to, me to help you give an answer. You know, it's, independent is a turn on to some people, but other people, they know that they can hold it above your head. I, I ain't about to babysit. Right. And I think that's like one thing that's hard for people to see sometimes. And like, 
I don't, I don't need you. Again, it goes back to the, I don't need you. I want you kind of a thing. And some guys like to be needed. They want to be that like breadwinner. I want someone that's my equal. I don't want someone where one of us is up here and the other one's down there. I don't like that authoritative power struggle. I like someone who's on the same page as me and we can like kick ass together and hustle together alongside each other, even if it's doing something different, but like supporting each other in it and coming home and like giving a high five and be like, hell yeah, we both just killed it today. Like that's, that's what I need. Not like, oh, thanks. Like when I was in high school, I was like, you know what? I want to be a 1950s housewife. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to cook and clean. And that is, there is nothing wrong with that. There's a lot wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, it works for some people and it does. Love it. It, it does. And that's does. great for them. I just know I now looking back when I was like, that's what I wanted to do, I would be miserable. I have friends who love it and they thrive. And that is like definitely what they love to do and they're happy as can be. I need people. I need to be out and about. I need to be constantly like, I, I I would go crazy staying at home. Yeah. You, uh, like I said a while ago, you sound a fucking lot, a lot like me. I'm going to make an assumption. Okay. You tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Men absolutely hate me. My following on everything I do is like 75 to 80% women. I think you're the vice versa. I think <laughs> most women don't like you. The average everyday woman doesn't like you. I, I get, <laughs> okay. So my TikTok analytics, according to my TikTok analytics, I have 11.7% female following. Yep. So that basically says it all. I mean, I get so excited when another like female follows me. I'm like, I'm going to friend you back. We're going to be best friends. I'm so excited because I've just always been a guy's girl. I played sports and like, I just, I don't like drama. So I've always just vibed better with guys, which is kind of bad because I've always been like one of the guys, like the undateable, like one of the guys kind of thing. But but not like all the moms at school hate me. They, They troll me on TikTok. The amount of times I've had to block accounts, they've come at me at my business. They've come at me like every which way direction. Like I'm super involved in our community and they hate it. I go to school fundraisers. They talk shit about me to people that they don't realize I'm friends with. And then they're like, oh, they were talking shit about you. I'm like, I bet they were like, cause I'm over here living my life and they're mad about it. I'm like, what did I ever do to you? <laughs> like, I didn't do anything to you ever. I'm a nice person. I'm friendly. I volunteer. I send my kids to school with money for the PTO. Like, what are you mad about? They're jealous. And I, and not just like, they're I'm, mad, but they're I'm so not, mad. Well, okay. I'll go ahead and tell you this in your hometown. You're never going to have real fans. Rick, mm-hmm. Are you not going to have real people that actually want you to succeed? That's the even only wor- people that come in are the high schoolers that are like, yeah. Hey, you're on TikTok." I'm like, yeah, the, the people <laughs> that are your age will never give a fuck about you. That is even <laughs> like where I'm from, where I'm from. Uh, I live in central Georgia around these parts in the state of Georgia. I have the biggest podcast. Um, and no one around here 
if you're a man or woman, it's not that they don't want to see you succeed, but they don't like that you're living a completely different life than they do. They don't like that. You know what? Even when I worked in radio, I had to get up in the morning at 4.30, had a show at 6, got off at 10, and then I got to go home. I had to work four hours a day, five days a week, and got a paycheck that was equivalent to an 80-hour work week. And people hate that shit. And they just don't understand. Like, look, you know what? Y'all can think whatever you want to. Mentally, I'm putting in 500 hours a week working. (laughs) I do not stop working mentally. I am thinking of things to say, people to get on the show, uh, subjects that are going to touch somebody, people I can help. I'm always thinking all you have to do is go bust your ass at a physical labor job. And I'm not knocking. I've had to do physical labor for a long point of time in my life. But it's a different when you, all your work is mental. Yeah, it's a completely different environment. They probably are pissed that they think, oh, she gets to work her own schedule. She gets to do whatever she wants. She's making money off of TikTok, just doing dances and bullshit or whatever she's doing, wearing Catwoman outfits. My husband's <laughs> probably are drooling over this bitch. They hate you, but God's honest truth. I think you would probably see them like you, like I see them. I want these people to be my friends. I want to be on their side. I want them to know that that they have someone in me that if they need help, I'm there for them. He's talking about helping the PTO and all that kind of stuff. When Gracie has stuff going on at school and we donate money or whatever, and they have a goal or something to hit, some of these moms that talk shit ain't never there and are like, oh, so where did that money come from? You know, they're like, they don't give a shit as long as, you're helping, but the second you walk away from helping, they want to run their fucking mouths. Yep. I hate them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. I knew women hated you, darling. <laughs> I, I knew I could, I, cause I, I <laughs> like I said, it's the reverse. It's, it's the reverse. You're the female version mm-hmm. of, uh, of what I think I am. Um, I think, I think a lot of people just look at where I am now And they don't see the struggles that I went through to get where I am. And it's like, yeah, I'm fortunate because right now I co-parent exceptionally well with my ex-husband. He's a great dad to my kids. I get along with his girlfriend. Like we communicate really well. If one of us needs to switch a weekend, it's easy now. It was hell for so long. I'm fortunate enough like I said, to have my family support, my parents can watch my kids while I work. They are now both retired and I'm lucky. It's not because like I've always had an, a quote unquote easy life. Like I went through hell. I don't, I look back and there's years where I'm like, I don't know how I survived physically or mentally. Like there were so many nights I thought I was going to, I was like, I'm going to die tonight. I'm, I'm 99% sure I'm going to die tonight. And when I look back at like, that's not what people see. They only see what I have now. And then they judge me for that. They're like, oh, what has she gone through? And I fucking hate that. Well, well, most of these people, they judge their success by their bank account and their diplomas. People like me judge our success by just the happiness in our life, the convenience of our life. Like it's completely different. I don't think success is what I used to think it is anymore. Like, I enjoy this life. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure you enjoy your life. But having peace of mind and just being just so more free 
is so much more than any paycheck or whatever you can get. And most of these people are living because of money. That's all they know. They busted their ass in college or whatever they did. They sucked the right one to get a big wedding ring. And now they got to deal with that the rest of their life, you know, and people like you, you're like, you know what? I want more. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those people are literally just, they're jelly. They're so fucking jelly or their lives are so miserable. They hate seeing you happy. And I guess maybe that's it, but I'm, I'm one of those people though, that I never settle. Like no matter what I have, I'm always going to strive for more. And it's not that I'm never going to be happy with what I have. Cause I appreciate the fuck out of everything that I have, but I'm always looking for a new adventure or something more because I know that I have limitless potential. And it's like, so I like to push myself. I'm an overachiever. So I'm like, what's next? What's the next thing? What can I do? How much more can I do? I'm never going to be like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to wake up every day and do this one thing for the rest of my life. Like I would hate that. I would hate that. If I didn't know that every day was going to be a surprise, I'd be miserable. Like that's why I love even my career. Like I design for like for people and I stage homes and I own a store. Like, I don't know who's going to come in the store. I don't know if I'm going into a small house where people saved up for my design services or a multi-million dollar NBA player's house. Like every day is different and it's fun and exciting. And if I had to get up every day and go to a corporate job, I would be miserable. You have a hustler's mentality. Oh yeah. You oh have, yeah. I've worked I used to make friendship bracelets when I was like six and seven and sell them door to door. My grandma, a couple of years ago, gave me the first ever business card that I hand drew. I'm going to have it framed. She saved it from the time I was eight years old. I had my little company and I would hand it out door to door. And like, I've always hustled. That's just who I am. That's badass. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Uh, A lot of people get on to me what I'm fixing to tell you, but some of the best women in this world are strippers. Do you know why they're, why they're so fucking amazing to me? One, I don't go to strip clubs. I don't, I don't like them. I'm not going to pay to get teased. And that's a whole different story, but (laughs) women at some point in time, these women realize that they can show off what God gave them work two days a week and spend the rest of the time with their children and people knock them for it. I think they're fucking geniuses. I think women that work at Hooters, if it's an upscale Hooters or like Wild Wing Cafe where we're from, or women just have to wear, you know, shorts and a baggy t-shirt, whatever. I think women that have the hustlers mentality like you have always are the ones by the time they're in their mid-30s, late-30s, have got the rest of their life set the fuck up if they did it the right way. You cannot beat a woman who's a fucking hustler. I completely agree. And like to the to the girls that do that, fuck yes, get yeah. it. Because like if you have the confidence to do that, like it's a fucking body. It's yeah. a body. And if you can make money with that, get it. Like yeah. that I, is I'm, bank. I'm all about it. Men are stupid. I am. (laughs) This might be why men hate me, too, because I tell our secrets on here. Look, we're fucking stupid. When I see a woman like you, I don't sit there in my brain and think, you know what? I'd like to marry this girl one day without knowing you. 
That's not what I think. My brain is like, God damn the things I would do. Like, I would let her beat the shit out of me if she wanted to. She could fucking cattle prod my ass cheeks if she wanted to. I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> okay? Women don't think that way. Not you know, all. What? Some do. Some, some, <laughs> nasty, some of you nasty bitches do. Not all, not all of you. But Hold up. men are more visual than women are for the most part. So all, all these women that make this money off of men just because we're fucking stupid, <laughs> but we're happy with what we get. If you if a man goes to a strip club and he gets to see this woman that he could never touch in a hundred fucking years, no matter how much he worked out, no matter how much money he had, no matter whatever, but he still gets to see her naked up on stage, that is a success to that man. That man feels accomplished even though he's had to give you a shit ton of money to see it, he still gets what he wants from it. And the woman does too. She's like, I got you fucking, I might a bag off of you. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with that. I have no problem with it. Uh, I don't like the women that show it off. I think that if you do it, don't let me call men stupid. You don't call them stupid. You know, I know I've got some buddies that have other shit they do in life and they humiliate the shit out of men make tons of money i want to humiliate men and make tons of money i thought about fucking doing some nasty shit to where it's like oh you got a little dick motherfucker like <laughs> I, I like i wish i could i can't because of certain things i do but i have nothing but love and respect for strippers and waitresses and all that kind of stuff if you can make money off of men and their stupidity but also they're happy Fucking do it. You can change your life with some of that money. I love making people happy. Like that's, that's what I'm all about. Positivity, happiness. Like if I can make your day better done. Oh, you've made a lot of days better. <laughs> Probably a lot of men, not so many women. <laughs> no, I, uh, you're, you're kind of different to be honest with you. Like you just have this whole different vibe. You remind me of, uh, the girl I just had on my show this past week, Macy Walker. Macy Walker is a badass. I didn't realize what a badass she was until I had her on the show. Same thing with you. Y'all two really, really remind me of each other. Uh, and by the way, while I'm on the subject of Macy Walker, uh, Miss Kelly, Macy's mother, I don't know how fucked up I was the other night on my live when I think I was hitting on you, but I very much apologize. Uh, um, my bad. I hope I'm still invited to dinner sometime. <laughs> I have a problem. So, like, as I told you, before, like, yesterday, I like fucking just talking shit to people. Like, it's, it's, it's my love language. And, and I don't mean that as in trying to seduce somebody or befriend them. I don't think there is a game plan to that. I think if two people are attracted to each other and they bullshit, they have a good time, then what's supposed to come out of it comes out of it. If you rush it or you do anything fucking stupid with it, it makes no sense. So what I do is I had the same approach to me trying to do business with you by having you on the show as I would if there was a, a good-looking woman in my studio right now. I treat you exactly the same, and I let things just play out. Well, the problem with that is when I'm drinking and I'm at a bar or when my give-a-fuck is out the door, certain women don't know if I'm playing or not. If I'm roasting you and I'm giving you a hard time and you're like, oh, he does that to everybody. He doesn't care about me. No, I just don't know how to flirt. 
I have no, I have no ability in me whatsoever anymore to flirt. And then I treat all people the same and they think I friends on them or I think they're friends on me. I don't fucking know how to do this no more. See, I'm like, I don't know when men are flirting with me. I I have that problem where I'm like, they're just being really nice. Like this person came up to me and they were asking me questions and like guy friends, they'll be like, you know, he was hitting on you. I'm like, no, he was just being really nice. And they're like, are you dense? I'm like, no, I'm actually a really smart person. And they're like, but I think you just can't tell when people are flirting with you. I'm like, no, everyone's just super nice. I'm going to give you a hint how you can know when a man's flirting with you. You ready? All right. If they're fucking talking to you, <laughs> it's it's about that clear. You're a single woman, <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, you, if a man's talking to you and he's trying to, besides this, this is professional. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate me. Um, no, no. If a man's talking to you, he's flirting with you. But see, I hate that because like I have so many guy friends and. I feel like my guy friends are like the few guy friends that are genuinely my guy friends. Like I trust them with everything and they're like my biggest supporters. Yeah. But but in my head, I'm like, they're not flirting. Yeah. But you got to remember one thing and we're monkeys. Men have not evolved that fucking much. We are monkeys. There is no way we see someone like you. Now there's one thing, like if you had blatantly told somebody, Hey, we're friends. We're just friends. We're all we're ever going to be friends. One thing I make it very clear to people uh, when I'm doing you know, shows with them or they're hanging out at the studio, writing music, whatever they're doing, is I separate business from pleasure. I always have, always will, because I just don't give a fuck about that messy shit whatsoever. So I friend zone a lot of people, and I make myself like a jackass a good bit of the time because I want people to know, hey, if you're coming to hang out at the studio to be part of something, I'm inviting you because I respect what you do. I think you have a talent. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say some slick shit, but if it came down to it, I would make myself shut the fuck up because it's not good for business. You would have to be blatant with the guy. You would have to be like, look, no. This ain't happening. I'm sorry if you like the friend zone or whatever. And then that guy, that guy, if you never tell him it's never happening, that guy is always in the back of his head think it's going to happen. We're stupid. We don't know no better. And I'm just like sometimes too nice. And I'm like, you know, no, thank you. Um, not, I'm, I'm not looking. <laughs> and my guy friends are like, why do you do that? You have to be mean. I'm like, I'm not good at being mean though. I'm not good at being mean. Trust me, if you are not, you don't have to be mean, but you can be aggressive about it. I'm like, not aggressive. Okay, well, okay. Well, let, let's just use me as an example. Let's use me and you as an example. Okay, if I was to come up to you at a bar, and you had no interest in me whatsoever, which you probably shouldn't on the safe side, uh, and I was like, "Hey, can I buy you a drink?" Don't even take a drink. First off, you take a drink from a guy; they're automatically going to think, "Okay, there's a chance." And then if you sit there and have the conversation with after the drink, then they're still they're going to build that chance up even higher. Although I like to talk to people and I like the conversation. If they are a fucking guy, (laughs) I am telling you, you are having a and it's nothing against you. You're a good person. We're pieces of shit. (laughs) You know, we sit there and it's okay having a conversation with the opposite sex. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But if you don't ever just come out and say, look, buddy, this isn't happening. You know, I appreciate the drink and we can hang out and we can talk, but I'm not interested. Just know you can even be nice about it. If you want to be nice about it, like, look, I'm emotionally unavailable or whatever bullshit I've heard a million times in my life. I'm emotionally unavailable. I came with who I came with. I'm leaving with who I, I'm leaving with. I don't want or need your number. If you do not tell a man that, he is going to think until that bar closes that night till all tabs are paid and the cabs have been called. He's going to think he has a chance, and he's not going to put you in the friend zone the way that you've put him in the friend zone. We're too fucking stupid to know the difference. <laughs> I have a story about that phrase. Let's hear it. Available. Okay. So at the Nashville meetup, I brought my best friend. Um, she works for me. She's been my best friend for a few years. And um, so she, and I don't want to go to Nashville by myself. And I was so excited. I'm like, okay, come to Nashville with me. Let's go. So we walk up to the event on Saturday night and outside the event, there's this guy standing there and he's like, I've been waiting for you. And I was like, okay. Um, he goes, I'll, I'll be right back. And I was like, well, we're going in. So we're going to head in. So we head into the event and he approaches me and he's like, I bought gifts for your sons. And I was like, that was very nice. Thank you. And he like specifically calls them out by name. Cause I talk about my kids on my live streams and uh, he's like, this is for so-and-so this is for so-and-so I was like, thank you. That's very nice. And then he hands me the gifts and he walks away. And one of my guy friends, who's a legit guy friend uh, comes up and he's like, uh-uh, get rid of that stuff. Like, there's probably like tracking devices in that stuff. Like we are not, we're not doing this. And I was like, but it was really nice. And he's like, uh-uh, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> so then I was up talking to one of my TikTok guy friends. And I don't know if you know, um, country giant, Josh, big, he's tall as heck. Tall I don't. As heck. Okay. So he's super crazy tall and we're standing there and just having a, like a normal conversation. And, uh, this guy comes back a third time and he interrupts our conversation. And this guy is, is shorter than I am. And he interrupts this conversation. Josh is like six foot seven. I'm pretty sure he's six foot seven. He's tall. And, uh, She's definitely not talking about me, folks. That was, it wasn't me. <laughs> he comes up and he's like, I, I feel like I've been watching you for a while and we could have a really good connection. And I would like to start having a romantic conversation with you and see where it could go. Um, that is if you're emotionally available. And my heart was like beating a million miles a second because I'm like, is this like actually happening right now? And I give this guy so much credit for shooting his shot. Because Absolutely. I, wouldn't I, have the balls. I would never talk bad about this. Like, I don't think it was gone about the right way, but I give this guy so much credit for interrupting a conversation to like full on shoot his shot. And he's like, and all I could do was look at him and be like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not emotionally available. Like, that's all I could say. Like, it just caught me so off guard and so like, and I'm so, I'm just not a mean person. Like I, I just panicked. I was like, what do you even say to that? And I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm going to help you. So somebody doesn't end up wearing your skin one day. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a solid, okay? You as a woman need to have this rule in your mind to deal with crazy men, okay? <laughs> and I mean, no disrespect, because I don't even know if you would do this on the first day. But if the guy could not pull you for a one night stand, okay, don't accept the <laughs> gift, don't do anything. And the only thing I mean by that is there's a lot of guys out there that are fucking complete psychopaths. I'm talking about bat shit crazy. When your friend, the tall guy, said there might be a tracking thing in there, he probably wasn't fucking lying. No, if, my other, my that was a different. Oh, oh, my well, other, like an MMA fighter, he's the one, and like military, he's like he's the one who's like tracking device. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah <laughs> don't accept that shit. Just tell him you don't accept. Get, and you know, you think it's going to make you sound like an asshole when you, if you say no, right? I don't want to be mean. I know you don't want to be mean, but <laughs> you have to be blunt with these guys. There are some psychopaths out, out there. The only guys who aren't going to be super weird to you are the ones that they think they actually have a chance. Like, and the only ones you shouldn't be weary of are the ones that you think in your head that actually have a chance, if that makes sense. Everybody else is going to go overboard to get that chance. And think about it, There's nobody that either one of us or anybody listening to the show right now has ever, ever been like, you know what? The first 10 times I met them, I just wasn't sure about them. But then on the 11th, I gave them a chance. And we had a great relationship. That shit don't <laughs> fucking happen. Your intuition and your gut is telling you right off the bat, regardless of their appearance or whatever it is, whether you have a connection with someone. And if you don't have a connection with someone, then you're going to end up forcing it or they're going to end up forcing it until you just give in. How many times has anybody just gave in and it worked out well in their favor? Right. It doesn't. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I'm the smartest man alive. You just don't know. Me. <laughs> I know my shit. I know, I know my shit. There's no way. And yeah, I, I was in that place before I was that person. So I like to tell this story on my live streams when I was, and we've said I was the ugly duckling, especially middle school was brutal, oh but my God, yes. I, I had a crush on this boy in middle school and sixth grade. I asked him out and I, I had all the confidence, even though I was not, I should not, <laughs> I walked up and I asked him, I was like, I asked him out and he said, no. And the next year I was like, I feel like he's talked to me more. Maybe he'll say yes this year. So seventh grade, I asked him out again and he said, no. And eighth grade, I was like, okay, like, I feel like we're in a lot of this maybe like the same classes, like maybe he's looked at me a little different. Like he has glasses. I have glasses. Like, I feel like we're at the same level. Maybe he'll say, yes, we both like basketball. Like I played basketball. So I was like, maybe, maybe this year. So I asked him out in eighth grade. He says no again, freshman year. I'm like, okay, I got contacts. The glasses are gone. I'm having a little more confidence. I'm going to ask this guy to homecoming. So my older sister who was, is like two years older. So she's, she could drive at that point. So she drives me to his house. I knock on his front door. I ask him to homecoming. I'm like, this is it. This is the year. This is going to happen. He's like, no, that is so Four years in a row. I was rejected and I did not learn after the first time I was that person. Yeah. And look how it worked out for you. <laughs> You little Avril Lavigne looking bitch. There was no way that was going to happen for you. Like, 
I'll give you all the credit in the world for fucking still rolling with it. I tried so hard. Oh, no, no. They never crush on that boy like nobody's business. And I tried so hard. And every year it was a no for four years straight. But you know what, though? I like when people don't change their minds about me. I honestly, there's, <laughs> there might have been, there's going to be like two or three women that message me after this. I'm like, you're completely full of shit. You've asked me to hang out a hundred times. No, none of you have ever said fucking no. You've always said you're not available at the time. So don't come at me with some bullshit. But that's, that was kind of a joke because, you know. <laughs> No, because usually that's my response. Is, uh, I'm not. I can't this. I can't this I'm weekend. I can't. So I got shit to do. I got kids. Uh, no, like I don't want you. I want me to grow, but you to have the same mindset. So, like, <laughs> it, it, if you are stuck in that, no, I won't. This is where I'm at right now. To be honest with you, this will this this goes right along what you were just talking about. Is I was the ugly duckling growing up too. I was I was a fugly fucking kid. Like I'm talking, I look back at pictures of me now, and it's like no wonder I didn't get laid till I was 18. Like <laughs> fuck, did I have to beg her for a matter of fact? Like son of a bitch. And uh, I have had over the past three years or three or four years from radio to this, I've had women that blew me off in high school. That our girls that blew me off back in high school that had no fucking or even kind of not mean to me or just was blatantly no hit me up and want to do something oh man there's one in particular that is a fucking smoke show and she heard me on my show one time and she knows who she is and <laughs> i and i made the statement it was like look if you did not like me when I was that person, you better not fucking like me when I'm this person because this person is a whole lot pettier and a whole lot more jaded than that person back then. Now, don't get me wrong. I can't deny a woman if she's good looking. But what I am going to be like is, you know what? This person was shallow. That is what, in my mind, I'm thinking. You were shallow. I wasn't good enough for you then. The worst thing that's going to happen now and – Lord, you seem like a sweet little innocent baby, uh, Miss Michelle. So you might put earmuffs on. I'm gonna fuck you, and then I'm just not gonna talk to you again. I'm literally going to be a piece of shit towards you because I don't like that. Like I, I want to get to know somebody when I get to know them for what's inside. I catch a lot of shit because you were talking about how you were a thicker girl or a bigger girl. I love thick women. I don't like skinny bitches. Like the, all those noises and stuff you hear on TikTok and all that shit. That's how I live my life. I like a woman that's in shape just as much as I like a woman that is plus size. It's not about, it's how much fun she is. It's about the attitude she has. It's about all these qualities that makes her more than a fucking a body size. I don't believe sexy has a size anyway. I've known a lot of women that are 200 plus that will put a bitch that's 110 pounds to shame. Like, that's, I, I, don't, I don't care what you want. But I get petty when I hear stuff like that. So I want you to know that if that guy rejected you four years in a row, that guy is following you on TikTok right now. He is wishing he could come over to your house while you dress up like Catwoman. <laughs> he probably looks like Jabba the Hutt right now. Like he, he's probably just like, damn, I, I know what he tells his friends. He's probably like, I had a chance to get with her four years in a row. 
I told her no. See, I don't think so because he was so. like he was kind of a nerd like I was, and that's why I thought I had a chance. I he was, was like, a nerd was too. Yeah. Do you know what this person does nowadays? Yeah, he's good looking. Oh, he's gay. <laughs> that guy's gay. I love the gays. I, we got a lot of those that like me. I love them. I love them oh. gay sons of bitches. That guy is gay. If he was a nerd and you were a nerd, first of all, how nerdy were you? We um, talking about Star Wars, Marvel type of nerd, or just like band geek? Like band geek. I was an environmental club. I was an art club, but I played basketball. So that was like my redeeming. Yeah. But, no. but I had glasses. So I had to wear like a strap to hold my glasses on while I played basketball. I know that you are not in the fucked up mindset that I am or like anybody listening <laughs> to this right now. How is it possible that I think you have fucking goggles on and I'm over here like, hmm. <laughs> There's a joke. There's a joke that Joe Rogan tells on one of his specials. And uh, if you have anybody that's going to listen to this, by the way, that thought this was going to be a PG podcast, I very much apologize <laughs> to uh, to all the people that follow you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. As long as they didn't think it was going to be PG because this, uh, this is a whole different level of bullshit here. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan says in one of his specials that there's not a guy who's ever met a girl with glasses and wasn't like, hmm, I wonder what it looked like if I came on those. Like, <laughs> some of us are fucked up. Some of us are fucked up. And you with goggles, it's just like, <laughs> how is that even sexy? That shouldn't be sexy. You should look like fucking LeBron James in my mind, but instead, it's nothing even close. Or anybody listening to the show right now? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they're going to look you up and they're going to be like, my buddies. Because this is what's funny. Is all my guy friends that don't have social media, or they have social media, but they don't fucking really follow anything. When I have a woman like you on here, or Macy or Kylie or Miss Kelsey or any of them, they end up going to look them up after the fact. Yeah. Like after the show and every time I get a screenshot from like four or five different guys, their favorite video of uh -huh. that person. And they're <laughs> like, how did you fucking say this to these people? These people have to hate you. <laughs> like there's no way I could get away with it. I think I seem harmless though. I think I'm like the big you brother. Do. You're, you're good. I mean, yeah. I, I have, you've seen the comments on my TikTok. And I even have a bunch of phrases and words blocked and it's still I bet you fucking do <laughs> you have to, I swear my gosh, the comments you get, you know what? I've never, I've never done this on a show. Hold on a second. We're going to do this right now. You oh, know what? No. Cause this is, this is going to be funny to me. So we're going to skip that. Hold on a second. I'm fixing to look up. I'm going to look up. What's your, what's your TikTok again? Cause Michelle I'm Elise 27. Cause I'm looking it up on something else right now. There it is. Of course you pop up at the fucking top. Um, <laughs> let's just see what would be one of the thirstiest videos that you've put, not from you, but from people sending comments to you like, God damn. Um, I yeah. I hadn't <laughs> seen the one of you in the bikini. Okay. The bikini one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just go back to that one. Um, <laughs> hold on just a second let's just we're gonna pause the sound because i don't know even know what you have playing in the background of course you have justin bieber playing uh <laughs> how do you have 150 shares on just you in a bikini um, <laughs> i have no idea okay let's let's see let's see 
definitely caught that yellow. Oh my God, I love you in yellow. There's just something about you in yellow. Gorgeous. I wear a lot of yellow. <laughs> there's something, I can't remember what color you wear, but there's something that always makes you stand out. Uh, and it ain't yellow. The smile for the camera. Uh, welcome to Vegas. So beautiful, so beautiful. Oh my God, I want to hang out. Those comments right there. Those random comments from people that they're just like, and their picture is literally a fucking wolf. It is a cartoon wolf. And they're like, oh my God, I want to hang out. What the fuck is, are you supposed to say back to that? You don't, they show up at my store. They show up at your store. Ah, but you do have a store. I do have a store. I've had, I've had people. Cause my studio links on here because people send merchandise and stuff for right. People me. send stuff to my store. Yeah, that, yeah. So I have to have it like on my stuff or whatever, but I didn't even think about what it's like for you as a woman. Oh my God. These are these comments, my heavens. Do <laughs> 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 uh, you just have, I don't, I get why men want to flirt with you, obviously. But it's the way they go about it that just makes me think that somebody taught them wrong. Like somebody, I, I just don't get it. It's how can you say if you've never met anyone before and the first interaction you have, every one of us is guilty of the first time you meet somebody is about how you have them in your head forever. Like that first interaction, first impressions are huge. So if, if I was making the first impression with you, I wouldn't be like, Hey, I want to hang out like right off the bat or just any of the comments that I just read. You know, what gets me is like those comments, because I don't want to say like, just because they happen on all the videos, like those aren't going to be the ones that stand out. No offense to all those people who leave those comments. Like those aren't the ones that stand out. The ones that stand out are the ones that drop into my DMS and my DMS are only open to people who I follow back. But the ones who drop into my DMs and are like, I want to take you out for donuts. Yes, please. Sign me up. Donuts. I'm, I'm sending you a message right now. <laughs> like, you want to take me on a donut date? Let's go. Like, You're then, talking about people being individuals. Like, people, they're, being, they're paying attention. Yeah. They're actually paying attention to the words that I'm speaking, not just how I look. And I think one of my favorite and least favorite comments that I get when I'm actually like face-to-face having a conversation with someone is they'll look at me and then they kind of like turn their head and they go, wow, you're actually smart. Yep. And like that just blows my fucking mind because they've already judged my intelligence based on how my outward appearance is. And that just it pisses me off so much because I'm like, yeah, I have a college degree. I was in environmental club. I like math. I'm smart. I read books. Yeah. I'm a smart person. Do you really think that like just looking at someone, you can judge their intelligence. I think that's such bullshit. I know so many incredibly good looking people who are geniuses and people don't ever get past the shallow viewpoint they don't actually give them the chance to talk i think you have a chance to be a millionaire with that train of thought there's a lot of people that you can use that to your advantage 
let's just say you and me, because it, it really this really makes sense for both of us. Same thing happens with me. I post a lot of stupid shit to get people to come to the show. But if you ask me about so much, I'm very well educated on it. I don't have a college degree, to be honest with you. I barely got a fucking high school diploma. But my level of intelligence is stuff that are that a lot of people wouldn't. I can't do math. I be, I have a hard, I can't fucking spell worth a shit. I have to <laughs> listen to audiobooks because I'm dyslexic and I hate reading. But when it comes to so many things, I'm very well educated on. And you're right. There is a level that you get to this, like, I really fucking hate these people because this is all they see me for. I have to tell everybody that comes on the show, you've got two options when you come on this show. You can either be on the inside of the joke or the outside of the joke. If you want to fuck with people and you want to show people who you are, that's great. That is fucking wonderful. That's you being on the inside. But if you want everybody else to be on the outside of it, you can only show what you have to. There, Pamela Anderson is a prime fucking example. Pamela Anderson, we don't know if she's smart or not. But she made her living off of acting dumb. And I would almost believe that she's not a dumb woman. Right. Some people like that. You owning a business, the last thing you want is anybody think you're a fucking idiot. Right. You know, and you playing the part that you're playing is fucking genius. You know, if they think you're stupid, get over on them. <laughs> get fucking over on them. It's always it's always wonderful when you're – I just had in the past – it was in December. I think it was the 14th. I had the person who's fixing to be the person who's in charge of the Department of Labor for the state of Georgia, the Secretary of State, state of Georgia, somebody running for governor in the state of Georgia, uh, several other people that are in charge of politics in the state of Georgia. They're coming to me now, and it's because they don't think I'm a moron anymore. Like, there's a reason why these people are coming to me to help push their campaigns to where there's people in my hometown that's like, how does he make a living? He just talks. <laughs> it's like, fuck you guys. But I want you to keep thinking that. I want you to keep thinking it because I can play dumb. I can, I can play dumb. There's a quote from uh, Sweet Home Alabama. And I can't just because I talk slow doesn't mean I am. Yeah. I I like that shit. I get off on it because you get a chance to have people like you on the show to where I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't fucking dive into your education or anything about you. Of course, I saw a good looking woman you're following, and I was like, but she has substance. You could tell from your videos and from some of the things you say, you have substance. And you do get up and go to work every day. You share that. You sound like a good mother and all that kind of stuff. So it was a no-brainer for me. I mean, it really was. But and for other people, I like that you have that kind of like a chip on your shoulder. It is – that is what – if you, you're already successful in what you do anyway. But that's what's going to make you even more successful is you like – you got that little bit of aggression to you. I do. I have that little bit of fire like – Yeah. I think on my live streams, there have been a couple of times where people ask a question. I'm like, do you really want me to go into this? Because if I go into this, like, I guarantee the viewer count's going to drop because nobody wants to hear me go off about the technicalities of it. But I'll go into it and I'll go off about paint molecules and metamorism and why colors look the way they do or color theory and why colors make you feel a certain way. And people like I can tell they're just like, and we're done. 
But if you want me to go into it, I'm very well educated in certain aspects and I can go into detail about it. And it surprises people. They're like, whoa, what? (laughs) And I kind of love that though. I kind of love making them like have that jaw dropping moment where they're like, she knows her shit. And I mean, and like the fact that you thought I was 24, I get questioned in that in my job day in and day out, I'll show up to a client's house, a multi-million dollar home. And they start asking me how old I am, what my education is, because they think I'm some dumb kid that doesn't know what they're doing. I'm like, actually, I have my bachelor's degree in this. This is my background. I've been doing this for 13 years. I've had my own business for almost eight years. And I go into it and they're like, oh, okay. And it just like pisses me off that that's what it takes to have the authority. Like people think I'm stupid up until they actually listen. Use it to your advantage and blow their minds every time. <laughs> Let play, play that card and then blow their fucking minds every time. I'm guessing you do interior design. I do. I do interior design. And what do you think about the backdrop for the studio? Is it trash? No, I really like it. I did and- it myself. It looks fantastic. I like that you've got lights going on. You've got a really good variety of wall treatments because a lot of people will just like hang a bunch of canvases in a row, but you have, it looks like the flag might be wood and then you've got the neon and then you've got the skull. So you've got some 3D, some 2D. I like it. It's good variety. You're good variety. And I'm so glad (laughs) I had you on the show. Miss Michelle, I think that's how we'll end it. Uh, If people don't like you and they don't see that you have layers upon layers and you're more than a pretty face, well, they're fucking stupid. You you did. You very much impressed me, but I knew when I talked to you last night you were going to. But you did even better than when I thought you were going to. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, uh, you're you're definitely welcome back anytime you want to come. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate you giving me a little bit of your time. I know you got youngins and everything. So, and a business to run and a TikTok world is just waiting for you to get on there. So thank you for your time. And uh, I hope you'll come back and talk to me sometime. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to politics, religion, and whiskey. We will catch y'all next time. <laughs>